Matt, we use Anchor.fm for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it's free. Anchor will not only let you record and edit, you can also distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more through Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is handy for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. And now, a podcast that does not race to get the new episode up. It's episode four of the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. Matt, we are trying to make the audio sound less terrible. Uh, I'm glad we're doing it. I'm not sure we're going to be successful. I have no faith whatsoever, but this is all free. That is true. So who cares? Yes. We like to use profanity in conversation, but we personally believe it is much funnier to have it bleeped out than to actually hear the swear words. So we bleep it. It's great. But first, some guy teaching you how to play Corduroy by Pearl Jam. Starts off with an E-powered hold. That there were three episodes of the Bill Simmons podcast in the past week. Tiger gets goatee, 76ers panic watch, NBA overreactions, and Game of Thrones for dummies with Ryan Russillo featured Bill Simmons and Ryan Russillo. It was two hours, seven minutes and 19 seconds long. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a long one. It was like, what, eight minutes shorter than the epic uh, NBA postseason award? Yes, it is. Really, really long. Uh, the second was one hour, 48 minutes, and eight seconds. This was the Bad Warriors Omens and Trevor Noah's first BS interview. The third one was Daryl Morey on ruining basketball on the Surging Rockets, plus Van Lathan and Rembert Brown on Nipsey Hussle's legacy. That was one hour, 48 minutes, and 45 seconds. As we sit here and, and you read back the, I guess, titles of these podcasts, which are really just lists, I noticed that they don't really age that well, even like a week later. For instance, Warriors now up 3-1, 76ers panic, 76ers smoke the Nets the next two games. Next two games. Games. Matt, the next two games. 76ers smoke the Nets the next two games. Before we get into talking in particular about the first episode, which was the Russillo one, which by the way, Russillo really starting to round into uh, a true character on this show, no longer just an ESPN wonk who likes to get upset and agitated about sports, but really was giving it to Simmons. I don't know if it was because it was late in, in the evening on a Sunday or he's just feeling more comfortable with the format, but I really enjoyed Russillo. I was going to say the same thing. I have some specific examples as we get through this, but Matt, yes. we can't wait for these examples. But yes, he calls him out. I like it. Matt, we do have a new segment on the Bill Simmons podcast podcast. Would you like to hear it? I would like to hear it. Here it goes. And now a new segment on the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast, James Corner. Hey, Jim. Hey, Chris. This has been James Corner on the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. I look forward to hearing that every week from James. I like it, too. <laughs> I, I did like uh, the way Jim Corner started because it seemed to be a, just basically an opportunity to discuss old man's testicles, which... Is a little bit too much of a niche topic for I me. think in this podcast, they actually brought up, they were like, please don't send us any more naked old man emails. <laughs> and it was like, well, what else do you want to talk about? At about 21 seconds into the first podcast, Simmons says everything ah. The Library of Classic Fights original programming, everything ah is live and on demand. And I noticed they keep promoting this DAZN show featuring Adnan Virk, who was a guy who was on Sports Center yeah. and did a lot of ESPN reporting and then was 
ignominiously fired because he would walk out of ESPN meetings and then leak to the press what they had just discussed. And this goes unnoticed. Yes. Suddenly it's a corporate partner of the ringer.com. There's also during the intro a promo for Fairway Roland. And I've decided I think Bill has a speech impediment. <laughs> he has the damnedest time getting out Fairway Roland without making Roland start with a W. It's almost Roland. always Fairway Roland. Check out the Fairway Roland podcast at three minutes and 35 seconds. Pearl Jam. They really focus on how they're all well-fed on this particular <laughs> evening. It was really strange, and Kyle was really well-fed. Everybody was really excited about how much they had eaten prior to the podcast. And hydrated. Yes. Rather than give you all of the delicious moments of the podcast as they occur chronologically, we will save them up for the greatest moments <laughs> at the end of the Bill Simmons podcast. podcast. At 10 minutes in, Bill talked about how he didn't tweet that he is a huge Tiger Woods fan because he didn't want to be mocked. That's, oh, yeah. I was thinking, I didn't tweet this because I didn't want to be mocked on the freaking Twitter, but... I don't understand why Bill Simmons loves Tiger Woods as much as he does. Tiger Woods is a really good golfer, and I suppose that one of the positions you could take is that this is a cool redemption story. I wouldn't take that position, but I could see why you would. I take that position, Matt. It's a fair position to take. Bill really, really loves Tiger Woods. Like, loves him more than anything, I mean, except maybe Boston sports, and talks about how his dad loved him so much that, like, he was mad that he had gone on vacation to some unnamed place where they don't have any internet access and missed uh, the Masters because of this. But Bill also goes on to say that John McEnroe was his favorite tennis player. Great. Things that, we didn't ask. And that prior to Tiger Woods being his favorite golfer, Jack Nicholas was his favorite golfer. So basically, Bill's two favorite golfers are the two greatest golfers ever. <laughs> yes. My favorite archer is Robin Hood. <laughs> and it's not because he's great. It's just because I like his hat. <laughs> also, Ryan does call him out on this. Uh, one of the aforementioned examples. Yes, the evolution of uh, Lucilla into yeah. a, a true man. He really did. I he liked it. Stuff. Man, I take more of a philosophical op opposition to this. It's in keeping with this timidness, which I think is new in Bill's character. He used to be the type of person, and he, I think he still holds himself out to be the type of person who speaks truth to power. And, and in fact, I think we talked shit to him last week for that. But what we've seen over the last two podcasts, or, or possibly three podcasts, is an unwillingness to tell us what play his wife and daughter were seeing because he didn't know if it was good. And now an unwillingness to tweet this tiger favoritism because he's concerned about getting on on Twitter, which is really antithetical to the position he staked out for himself in the sports media landscape, which is I'm Bill Simmons and I'm going to back up my opinions with rational thought and logical reasoning and defend them to the hilt. And in these cases, he's basically saying, I'm scared to tell you what I think. It is great to see Russillo jump on him. Yes, I love it. Bill also talks about the pressure of people rooting against you and then proceeds to describe that as people pulling for him and not for Ryan. Because, of course, that's how it would be. At 10 minutes and 45 seconds, he talks about, and this is to show that he's a true Tiger fan, he wrote a column that was so long it had to be split over two pages, I think when he was working for page two. And the reason that he explained it took two pages for this column was because it was taking too long to download. Yes. <laughs> they had to split it over two pages because it would have taken too long to download. I guess you can argue that using hypertext markup language technically permits the browser to, quote, download the text-based content. But I think that might not be what he's talking about. It's not. Because I don't know that he actually knows what the f*** he's no, talking about. he doesn't. Rusillo then goes on to joust with uh, Simmons 
Because Simmons is continuing this misunderstood redemption tale for Tiger, which is that it's taken him 10 years to get over the DUI and the marital affairs and uh, all that, which then led to injuries, which then allowed him to redeem himself. And Russillo's like, that's not actually what happened. He had the affairs and then was still great and then was the golfer of the year and then finished in the top six in two majors. Yeah, he just got hurt. Yeah, and then Russillo says in 2017 is really when his performance fell off. And so Russillo's really pointing out to Bill, number one Tiger fan, he's only redeeming himself for two years of performances that have not lived up to expectation. And then Bill, of course, has to say, also, isn't it great how a 43-year-old wins the Masters this year and also a 41-year-old won the Super Bowl? Yes, Bill, because we always give a f- about Tom Brady. As a 43-year-old, I'll point out that Tiger is 43. Doesn't that make you feel terrible? <laughs> <laughs> well, if I compare myself to him in terms of adulation, ability, achievements, <laughs> or financial compensation, yes. Moving on. Uh, at 18 minutes and 56 seconds, Bill asks us to watch the roar on 18. So when they show on TV and it's like, watch the roar when they realize Tiger's up to minus 13, he's in the lead. I really do think he's got a speech impediment. It's something with the R's. Did you know he went to the Masters last year? I was there last year on the Thursday. Yeah, he mentions it from time to time. <laughs> At 24 minutes and 9 seconds, Bill laughs when Russillo brings up the zag, which is why Tiger Woods is bad for golf. And then Bill almost immediately tries to joke top it with, if Tiger is back as a dominant golfer, this is bad for golf. Why Tiger winning the Masters is actually bad for golf. <laughs> if Tiger is back as a dominant golfer, this is actually bad for golf. Which is the same joke. Nice he, job. Yeah. You repeated, you tried to joke top by saying the same joke. It's rhyming the same word with the same word. And he thinks this is hilarious. This is the part that was my favorite part of the whole week. The comparison of Tiger Woods' redemption song with Ben Affleck playing <laughs> Batman. My question is, what now does that become for Tiger Woods? What is his version of Ben Affleck being like, this was all great, I'm back, but now I'm going to be Batman. What is Tiger Woods Batman, Ryan and Bill Wonder? <laughs> was Batman a bad thing in his analysis? Was I couldn't even understand what he was getting at. It was like Ben Affleck does bad things and then does really good things and then says, I'm going to try and do Batman. That'll be great. And then it's bad. And what the f*** does that have to do with anything else? <laughs> I, I think it was actually more like Ben Affleck is a critical darling. He then makes some bad choices like the whole Jiggly or whatever. Yes. He then makes some great movies like Argo, which Argo. I thought was pretty good. And then decides he is so full of Affleck power that he can do whatever he wants. And what he wants to do is Batman. But, but then isn't doing Batman, right? Like he did the... Batman versus Superman, and he did um, Justice League. Justice League, and now they're going to do Batman. And he's not going to do it. Yeah, I think he's saying, "What is his professional heat check moment?" Which is absurd because Bill Simmons is all about <laughs> heat checks. Even though I don't know that he necessarily understands what the phrase is. He doesn't. The idea is that Affleck is feeling it and is so at the top of his game, is so apex Affleck that he decides I can get Batman done. Now I don't know what Tiger can do to reach the Affleck apex. What could he do that would be the equivalent of that? He already plays in the most competitive golf league in the world and routinely qualifies in and plays in the four major tournaments. Is he suggesting that Tiger Woods try and play golf on the moon and that would be his heat check? It doesn't make any sense. Matt, that's absurd, and and I know you're exaggerating. I think what he's suggesting is that Tiger retires from golf, 
and played second base for the Birmingham Bears. <laughs> at 35 minutes and 20 seconds, there's an ad for Robin Hood, my favorite <laughs> archer. At 37 minutes, I think we hear Ryan yawn. Yes, there was a yawn. Who would be in the finals with them for... San Antonio, probably winning as a seven at Denver. At 46 minutes and 18 seconds, Bill says, we're now in playoff crime. Now we're in playoff crime. We're playing like every two, every three days now for the next two and a half months. When's he going to rest? He means playoff <laughs> time. He doesn't bother to correct himself. At 49 minutes and 55 seconds, there's a discussion of Michael Carter Williams, former first round pick of the Philadelphia 76ers, mm -hmm. juvenating his already swallow juvenated career, second swallow. When Michael Carter Williams is single-handedly rejuvenating his already kind of juvenated career. I like when Lowry broke his face open. Lowry also flopped and tried to get a call. I'll say one thing that I noticed over and over again, and I'm with you, I never like to overreact to game one, and the smart money is always to zig in game two. <laughs> this is the first juvenation of his career. No need to rejuvenate it because no. it was never juvenated before. It's really an epic Simmons moment because he managed to get in two swallows and his misbegotten but frequently used juvenation idea <laughs> and then pile on by botching it in the same sense. He then talks about the Celtics-Pacers series and he says, you can't win a playoff game against a better team on the road if they're playing well, if Bogdanovich and Tyreek Evans are your best guys. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. I also don't think it needed to be said. At 51 minutes and 56 seconds, Bill wonders what Bogdanovich has up his sleeve. <laughs> and it's like, we'll see what Bogdanovich has up his sleeve. It's like, this is crazy. This is. And then swallows at 57 minutes and 26 seconds. And it seemed like the shoulder was manageable. Today, it did not seem manageable. Because obviously his mouth was full of spit and or phlegm, which caused him to say sleed. <laughs> At one hour, seven minutes, and 48 seconds, Bill is unable to say, worst case, Tiger will be in the hunt. Yeah, worst case, yeah. He, he, he's like, well. And then, in a moment that will echo across generations, Lucillo calls Bill Simmons a front runner. <laughs> yes, that was specifically about Nicholas, right? Dude, I don't remember. <laughs> At one hour, 11 minutes, and 48 seconds, there's an ad for Bud Light during which Simmons is surprised that Cousin Kyle is not watching Billions, but does manage to get a smack in. Nephew Kyle. You watching Billions, Kyle? No. Why aren't you watching Billions? What happened? My internet's out. Your internet's out? There's been a conversation <laughs> about how a lot of people watch Veep. Bill not giving a damn about the company that helps pay his bills, or at least was a founding partner in The Ringer, does not bother to watch Veep. And decides to just throw that tidbit in. So this ad for Bud Light turns into an ad for Billions, which is on HBO's competitor, <laughs> Showtime, which then turns into a brief commercial for the theoretical goodness of Veep, but not the actual goodness of Veep, since Bill has not experienced Veep per se. Exactly. And then at one hour, 17 minutes and 35 seconds, I think Bill is out of breath. That, that, that series in Golden State Houston are going to be the conference finals, basically? Matt. As a true nerd, I know at one hour, 22 minutes and 40 seconds, you were as offended as I was when Bill indicates that his spidey senses are shooting fireworks. Yeah, just absolute nonsense. I can't wait to find out what's actually wrong with it because my spidey senses are just shooting fireworks. First of all, Peter Parker does not possess spidey senses. He does have the spider sense, which allows him to anticipate danger. Unless you want to talk about other spider senses, such as the sense of spider touch. <laughs> Or the sense of spider strength. 
None of the spider senses emit fireworks. No. At one hour, 28 minutes and four seconds, a swallow. It's just that I like that. I like when you get personal. At one hour, 31 minutes and 31 seconds, Bill talks about fellow Ringer employee, at least I think so, Rembert Round. Late last week, me and Rembert Round broke it down. Not Rembert Brown, who we'll hear from later in this podcast. Rembert Round. Me and Rembert Round. And then commences to swallow his ass off. <laughs> Speaking of those two, and Jason Concepcion, they hosted Talk the Thrones on Twitter. Massive success. Did really well. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for spreading the word for us. If you missed it, you can go back and watch the uh, replay on Twitter, or you can listen to Binge Mode for the podcast that they're going to be putting up at some point during the middle of the week. At one hour, 32 minutes and 56 seconds, there's a discussion about odds. The 76ers are minus 215. 76ers minus 215. Nets plus 180 right now. Spurs minus 115. Nuggets plus minus 105. Celtics minus 800. At one hour, 42 minutes and 44 seconds, there's a discussion about what counts in a playoff game followed by a swallow. After halftime, it was really good. Which, in a playoff game on the road, counts for something, I think. At one hour, 43 minutes and 13 seconds, there's a discussion about Wiggins and Bogut, followed by a swallow. He said Wiggins and Bogut, all under the expected value. At one hour, 43 minutes and 42 seconds, Simmons admits implicitly that he does not know how to spell VORP. Is value above replacement price, right? yeah. Value over. So VARP is less popular. He repeatedly says VORP, value above replacement player. Bill Simmons, apparently unable to spell or does not understand how the letter A and O (laughs) are alternatively pronounced. But the best part about this is not just that he messes it up because he initially messes it up. Rosillo immediately corrects him and says, no, it's value over replacement player. If it were value above replacement player, it would be VARP. VARP is less popular. Bill then has about a 30-second discussion about who the baseline player should be and then christens it value above that guy. (laughs) Immediately f***s up the thing that Ryan just corrected him on. Value Value above above. (laughs) Vager? Value over, yeah, yeah. Value over, Voger. Voger. It was great. And also kudos to Ryan for sticking to themes. Yes, and Ryan did correct him again. Ryan then goes on, and this is when I really felt like he was feeling it. The moment when I could tell Russillo was really confident in who he was and his personality was at one hour, 45 minutes, and 48 seconds when there's a discussion about what Bargnani makes. Bill guesses that his career earnings are $40 million. Russillo says the following. Oh, it was like $40 million, right? Double it. 80? 75. <laughs> that is the response of a man who is not quite <laughs> sure he gives a damn, but is happy to tell you that. <laughs> I loved it. At two hours, one minute, and 51 seconds, there's a discussion about creepy post-prubescent brand. So then creepy post-prubescent brand. Which sounds like the worst possible (laughs) post-brand cereal you could have. Prubescent brand. Guaranteed to make you poop. (laughs) And then to round things out on the first podcast, at two hours, six minutes, and seven seconds, as Bill is promoting apps, He points out that you can buy something in the Android store. (laughs) It's easy. Download the DAZN app on the Apple or Android app store. Sign up by creating an account. Start watching across nearly any of your devices. Even though he could have re-recorded that, he chose not to. 
He also refers to uh, this is season seven of Game of Thrones. It's season eight. Bill, HBO is an investor. Get it right. Bill starts the second podcast of the week with Kevin O'Connor. I like Kevin O'Connor. Yeah. It's during this intro when I believe we confirmed that the DAZN show is a, quote, whip around. Yes. Not a rip around, a whip around. Pearl Jam starts very early, one minute and 30 seconds in. But I think also in a first, since we've been doing the Bill Simmons podcast, podcast, Matt, a clean intro. Yeah. Kevin O'Connor sounds like a reporter. Kind of adenoidal, kind of nerdy, but he knows what he's talking about. I think he's a good guest. I like having him on. At 13 minutes and eight seconds, he swallows. Four uh, all-stars on their team. Yeah, that's a good point about the uh, just... Bill also discussed this Clippers team being the most beloved Clippers team of the past... 20 years or so, based off of his experience in his season tickets. I think Bill has previously said he doesn't go to that many games anymore. Right. He basically goes to watch the other teams. He's not a Clippers fan, obviously. I don't think Bill's qualified to say this. He's basically making this statement based off of being in the arena occasionally during the year and also based off of the 10 people who sit around him regularly. At 23 minutes and 44 seconds, Bill discusses with O'Connor the four people who will play Houston or Golden State in round three. So who do you have out of the four people that will absolutely have a chance to play Golden State or Houston in round three? I feel like whatever those four people are doing, they're going to lose to either Golden State or Houston because it's going to be five on four. From 25 minutes and 48 seconds to 26 minutes and 43 seconds, my favorite out of the week, Simply Safe. Also, he really has trouble with power outages. It's engineered to keep working during power outages. Simply Safe, if you were to sponsor this podcast, I can assure you we would record that ad as many times as it took to get it perfect. We would also make sure that our listeners knew, Simply Safe, that you provide awesome protection, not awesome protection. Awesome protection. Very easy to use. Because your money is worth something to us, Simply Safe. You're like a beautiful velvety blanket that allows me to sleep naked in a hotel room with the air conditioning on blast. Yes. Then we start with Trevor Noah. Didn't care for it. No. Also, the first thing Bill says when he's interviewing Trevor Noah is, you know, you're not the only South African. Don't forget we had Charlize Theron on. Awesome production. Very easy to use. Bill never won to miss an opportunity to tell you how great he is or how great his podcast is. Charlize Theron, very beautiful. Yes. Bill Simmons, very cocky. <laughs> Didn't like Trevor Noah all that much. It was fine. He did a Chris Rock impression that made me uncomfortable. I'll tell you what made me uncomfortable, Matt. And it's not the repeated use of Noah's accents, which I hated, but it didn't make me feel uncomfortable. What made me feel uncomfortable was Bill's laugh at Noah's Chris Rock joke. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about, Chris? Uncomfortable. That is the sound <laughs> of madness. <laughs> Trevor Noah also commented about how his fan base encompasses Young kids, also college students, also older people. So in case you missed that, everyone, Bill Simmons and Trevor Noah, have something in common. At 29 minutes and 21 seconds, Bill Simmons swallowed. But he became too famous. He wasn't around anybody. Right. At 34 minutes and 37 seconds, there's an ad for Hulu, which is, according to Bill Simmons, an amalgam. Hulu is like an amalgam of five different whatevers. At 35 minutes and 11 seconds, Trevor Noah debuts his Cockney accent. And at 36 minutes and 34 seconds, Bill Simmons swallows. Oh, well, they, I, I just mean, read he, an article today with HBO where 
the new guy who took it over is like, I love the miniseries concept. Trevor Noah is telling Bill how England only has miniseries. And they're talking about how America's television series go on too long. And Bill is sort of like, yeah, oh, wow. I, I didn't know. That. It implies. And, and granted, I listed a couple of He doesn't say this. But I get the impression that this is something that Bill is learning. Then Bill says he was reading an article about how an HBO uh, executive loves the idea of miniseries. And Bill said that he said, presumably to himself, yeah, no kidding. England has been doing that for years, which is a thing that Bill Simmons just learned. <laughs> I liked it, 43 minutes and 33 seconds, how Bill talks about if you're doing a monthly show, like, for instance, a weekly morning show. <laughs> <laughs> which, by the way, Bill transitions into his show, which fails. If you're doing like a monthly show where you have the, you know, almost like how the, uh, the weekly morning shows are doing, you have more time to actually edit. Well, did you know that Bill has done some awesome podcasts? What they're like. We, we've had some awesome podcasts in here. In addition to the fact that Bill Simmons went to the Masters last year, did you know he's been to London? I've heard. I love London. I, I went for the Olympics for four weeks with my family. He's a man of the world. At 51 minutes and 39 seconds, there's an ad. I always tell my kids, be careful of trains. I agree. That ad ends at 52 minutes and 29 seconds. There's a conversation that I really think Bill should have jumped on Trevor Noah for. And it's the idea that Trevor Noah believes you should only follow a team based on the players on that team. Bill believes that you follow a team almost because that team is in your blood. Yes. And it's it's a foundational aspect to your personality. Trevor Noah thinks you just pick the cool looking guy or the guy that does a great job. and you follow Yeah, nobody him. likes that guy. Come on, somebody point that out to Trevor Noah. Bill, you missed your opportunity. At one hour, 37 minutes and 25 seconds, Bill doesn't like it when people complain about Game of Thrones storylines. It's what his website engages in. It's almost like that's what he brags about doing for a living. The best Game of Thrones content. I think the, the Ringer does a great job, almost too good of a job. Certainly voluminous. Of covering Game of Thrones. But Bill does not like it when people complain about the Game of Thrones storylines. Matt, I don't have much for the third episode of the week. Pearl Jam starts at two minutes and 30 seconds. Bill <laughs> continues to assert that the Rockets have the look. Yeah. Bill says at three minutes and 10 seconds, this is the best I've ever felt about your team. I know that Daryl Morey and Bill Simmons are friends. Why does Daryl Morey give a shit what Bill Simmons thinks about the Rockets? Bill Simmons watches a lot of basketball and he knows people. But Bill Simmons is not a basketball executive and he's not a scout. I don't know why Daryl Morey is even engaging in this conversation with him. I think Daryl Morey is awesome. I, would like I like to be, him. I'd like to be friends with him. I'm, I, I really like him. I'm very sympathetic to his uh, analytical way of doing things. I don't know why he hangs out with Bill Simmons. I think because Bill Simmons was one of the first people on a large national platform who recognized the forthcoming statistical revolution in athletic analytics. Yeah, that's and, possible. And championed Morey. Before Morey was even with the Celtics, right? Yeah. Bill and Daryl Morey here discuss the second round matchup that everybody pretty much assumes is going to happen. Yeah, foregone conclusion. But I thought it was weird. It was like, this is the GM of the Rockets, who at the time were, I think, only up to nothing. I can't remember when this podcast right. was. Basically getting on a, a national podcast and saying, yeah, we're not even thinking about the Jazz, who we're only up on to nothing right now. Here's something I think is strange, Matt. Bill Simmons is terrible at math, except when he needs to figure out a way to add up an NBA record so that it equals 82. <laughs> it is preternatural. I've never seen somebody who can so conclusively add up two numbers to result in 82 the way he does on the fly. I think it's really a gift. And I know, I know in my heart of hearts, he is proud. <laughs> At eight minutes and 33 seconds, Daryl Morey compares James Harden to Pixar. That seemed like something Bill Simmons would do.
Matt, I'm the time guy. <laughs> At 11 minutes and 37 seconds, see, there's a discussion about where Harden fits in the NBA pyramid. And Bill says he needs to dig into the document. <laughs> Harden just keeps climbing every time I dig into the document. You know, I think now. Well, the, the, uh, the best part about this conversation is that Maury tells him as a part of this discussion that he needs to update his book. And Bill says he does, but he needs some Adderall. What else is Bill doing? He's not writing. He's doing a shit on a podcast, but he can't bother to update this book. What I like is the idea that Bill actually, at the end of the day, has some spreadsheet, which he manipulates fervently, possibly during a bath. But we don't actually know if that's true because we've never seen any evidence. I love it, it, though. I just love the concept. It makes him much more nerdy, compulsive, and much less self-aggrandizing, boastful CEO. He's got to live somewhere between Daryl Morey and Vince McMahon. I prefer him when he's closer to Morey. Like I said earlier, I'd like to take a car ride with Daryl Morey at some point and just talk about stuff. He just thinks differently. Like, for instance, his takes on soccer and soccer strategy. Yeah. Fascinating. At 36 minutes and 19 seconds, the first I've ever heard an ad for JCPenney. Not just JCPenney, which has really been going a little bit crazy on ads recently. I don't remember as many ads, especially with celebrities, but I saw one with Pam from the office where she recognizes that lady who was on Eastbound and Down and now is on another sitcom where she plays a mom, but she's like a blue-collar mom living in a richy rich neighborhood, possibly named American Housewife. Yep. This is not just for JCPenney, however. It's for the collection by yep. Michael Strahan. Which they must say five times during this 30-second ad. Man, I counted it at six. <laughs> it's not a 30-second ad. It's a 58-second ad. I wonder what the collection by Michael Strahan fragrance smells like. My guess is it smells like stretch trousers. Yeah, probably. Or asphalt. Right before that, Bill and nephew Kyle uh, had a discussion about the 2019 Pats schedule, which they acknowledge everyone will hate and be annoyed with, and then they do it anyway. I still like Cousin Kyle. We're going to basically speed through the last part of the podcast, which features Van Lathan, a guy from TMZ and longtime friend of the podcast, well, friend of the Bill Simmons podcast. Not friend of the Bill Simmons podcast podcast, Rembert Brown, also known as Rembert Round. The thing is, they talk about the death, really the murder, of Nipsey Hussle, a very well-known and very well-respected hip-hop artist from Los Angeles. So we're not going to make jokes about that. Nope. But I will say a few things before we get to that. I thought Van Lathan was great. Yeah, I didn't really understand uh, or agree with his uh, NFL boycott stance, mostly because it seemed relatively unprincipled. He's a voice, both literally and figuratively, that the ringer doesn't have. That's fair. He just brings a different perspective. On the other hand, Rembert Brown did not pick it up until this episode, but I think he also has a speech impediment. Yeah. I think he has a lateral S, Mm -hmm. and it makes it really challenging to listen to now that I hear that. Now that you know it. He also has a laugh that's so bad, it makes me appreciate Mallory Rubin's laugh. That's saying something, Chris. The problem with Rembert Brown's laugh is not the screeching annoyance of it. It's the way he does the inhale after the screechily annoying laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I never said, I never promised you guys consistency. Just said I'm dead. You see, it sounds kind of like Seth Rogen, except for without the feel-good stoner chuckle <laughs> that precedes the screechy inhale. Yeah. There's a weird interruption during what is essentially uh, an extended eulogy. Not sure why Bill did this other than maybe to appear woke. Yes, I, I think that's what it's got to be. But during what is essentially a career retrospective or moment of remembrance for Nipsey Hussle, there's an ad for Hulu. 
which runs from 57 minutes and 36 seconds to 58 minutes and 29 seconds, which features not just a delicious moment from Kyle, but a discussion of Kyle's delicious moments. Get over 60 live on-demand channels. Tons of shows. $5 a month. Mm. Watch your favorite teams. Well, they got a mm from My barber's got it. It's done wonders for the shop. I got an email from somebody that says when you grunt during the uh, during the reads, they know it's a really especially good something. <laughs> like if it gets that Kyle grunt of approval. At one hour, eight minutes and 40 seconds, I believe Bill Simmons yawns. Made them kind of look into what it was that he was Yeah, doing. unfortunately, unfortunately, that's the culture we have in 2019. He doesn't even know why he's here. <laughs> the yawns have been uh, more frequent lately. And now we leave you with this. All the delicious moments from the week that was on the Bill Simmons podcast. Heard that Tiger listened to the show all the time. Mm. Bonds mm. is up there. I've also seen Paul George look like this when he was supposedly healthy. Mm. That is interesting more than the hire itself. Mm. The reaction is good hire Twitter. Despite it all, he's a real operator. Mm. And he's... Um, was one of the league's most efficient high volume pick and roll scorers. Mm. Like how articulate you are. Mm. Sunday and Monday is the same thing in New York. Mm. American news and media can create a story about you before you've had a chance to create a story for yourself. Mm. We would have completely different formulas, but we'd always come to the same number as, as our answer. Mm. I play pickup games quite a lot in New York. Mm. That there are more people like this than we thought that there were. Mm. Matt, what would you say was the moment in this podcast that was like when Ben Affleck decided to play Batman? It was probably when we talked about that moment. This has been the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast, brought to you by Simply Safe's The Collection, by Michael Strahan and Hulu Live. I'm Chris. And I'm Matt.